Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is a crowd podcast. Picture the scene. Almost as pretty as me. What makes a good shot? And everyone next to me goes... Sharky and George. Favourite shots you've taken? Yep, it's me. You're not partial to the odd celebrity. You're looking at it through a lens. Three rounds, you'll get a fiver. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Hi, George Groves, former super middleweight champion of the world. Yeah. I'm How are you? I'm very good. Yeah? I'm really, really good. I had a great weekend. Did you? Yes. I uh, I was with my me, me buddy. Carl, oh, the frog. Firming up arrangements to get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. So I'm excited about that. And then mm. Saturday, uh, I was uh, hosting a, a seminar at Bermondsey Boxing Club. So shout out for Lovely. them as well. They had me down to teach them a little bit of, well, share some of my insights into the world of boxing. So I had a little little session with their coaches there. Uh, and then after that with the members. So that what was a weekend. Good fun. And then we went to the Hurling Club to watch the, the fireworks. Oh, lovely. It was like, brought the kids. They enjoyed it. Not as not as much as I hoped. I mean, it was a bit of a slog. It was a, it was pretty busy. It was dark. They had wellies on. Just like this this episode, starting with a bang, mate. <laughs> you know what did receive a bang? Our comments after the uh, Dan Aziz episode. I don't know. Do you want me to read out some comments, George? Do you Deck, I'd some love comments? you to read out some comments because the thing that is, I've got had some. about Dan So if you've got some, I've share got some. them. Yeah, let's hear it. Eastbourne Boxing Club. My, now I went to Unit Eastbourne, trained under this this coach, the the, the the gaffer at Eastbourne Boxing Club. Great club. Go and check it out. Love this app. Full stop. Really likable bloke is Aziz. I mean, you can't say fair than that, can you? Is Aziz is to say, and yeah. he said it. It's he really hit good. the nail on the head. And then Barry underscore S underscore seventy nine. He said, "Great episode. Seems like a cracking guy." Is, Which yeah. is that exactly what, how I would describe myself, cracking guy. You, wait, wait, uh, you didn't write that comment. Hold on a sec. Dan underscore Aziz. Oh, <laughs> we've got a comment from Dan underscore Aziz. <laughs> Just says, no, he didn't remember. Because <laughs> that was about the picture that we put up of you after you'd sparred him. Where it definitely happened, and Dan just uh, hammering home the fact you've totally forgotten it. It was Dan's picture. Yeah. He sent it to me, so I sent it to you, and it went out on the group. Yeah, it definitely happened. He didn't remember. 
Lee Benson, 1790. Bloody hell, 1790. He's been going a while, Lee Benson. Hope his knees are all right. Great story. Another great podcast. Can't argue with that. No. And I think that was that is exactly the, the case with Dan Aziz. I knew he was he's one of the best storytellers in, in British British boxing at the moment. Whenever he talks, he's, he's engaging, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Perfect he's podcast. Got, yeah. It was a... Honest, interesting, and funny, mm. humorous. Devin Cameron, well, I say Devin Cameron, but he's changed the O for an X, which is ingenious. He said, what an episode. Podcast is spot on. And then it says in brackets here, fire emoji. So I think that's the first official emoji we've read out on this pod. It's a fire one. Lovely. Big up, Devin Cameron. But actually, Belfast Bob was in touch, by the way. Really enjoyed this episode. Best boxing podcast out there by a mile. So he's doing the measurements now as well. Yes. Um, Thanks, Bob. Should we get a guest in or should we just carry on talking? No, about let's it? get our guest in. Our guest today yeah. is one of the reasons we start this podcast. Because we always hear from the prospects. We always hear from the fires. Bloody Sometimes we hear from the managers. Can't shut them up. But we want to hear from everyone. And this fella here is a photographer. Is Philip Sharkey. Yeah, Phil Sharkey. Get him in. Today, we have a different type of guest than we've had in so far. A good friend of mine, someone who uh, was part of my team throughout my little boxing journey. He's a boxing photographer. He covers a lot of the small hall shows now. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Philip Sharkey, photographer extraordinaire. 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 (laughs) Phil, thanks for coming on the podcast, mate. We've been excited, been desperate to get you on. And uh, finally, yeah, you're on the show. Well, it's a pleasure. I'm very honoured to be asked. The way I was honoured to be asked, one day I got a phone call from George. Would you like to come to Manchester and be my photographer? We went to loads of places, Sheffield, Wembley, you name it, glamour. Mm. And even Jeddah. Yeah, you made it to Saudi. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, I do. You know, you know what? <laughs> they I'd... stopped me at the border. <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to get in with a camera. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you the thing about Jeddah. I'd kind of done everyone's photos for their visas. And I was saying, this is what you need to do to get visa. You know, do this, do that. So make sure your passport's got six months on it. So I thought, oh, I better just check my passport's got six months on it. And can you believe it? It had five months, 28 days. Oh, no. So I had to get a new passport. Did you do a selfie for yourself, though, for the Well, passport? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get a new passport and to get, and of course, getting the visa on the pub, getting yeah. the visas took Nightmare. ages. Yeah. So they had to kind of expedite me. You know, the king of Saudi Arabia had to kind of bestow on me, you know, a little bit of um, clemency. I picked up my passport, George. The flight was at like 6.10 from Heathrow. <laughs> PM. And I, yeah. Yeah, because of the I, overnight one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I picked up my passport at about 3.30 that afternoon. Classic. So, I mean, I was absolutely petrified. I was going to miss <laughs> Imagine know, that. the journey of my life. Mm. Yeah. Well, Phil, thanks for coming because I like to think, George, that this club is about, first of all, people that have been important in your career, but we love like a, a trade, don't we? We love a, an actual one you can hang your hat on and it's like photographer tick. Yep. He's in that we finally got a club photographer. We do, yeah. It's going to take all our little pics. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Ross is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Edit up. We might get him in for the old, uh, I don't know, socials. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure something out. Get him in. Fulfill. But he comes with these massive cameras though. You know, he, he, I've never seen him take a picture on an iPhone yet. <laughs> I mean, he might, he might be there. Well, I've still got an iPhone 6. My iPhone is so <laughs> poor. I only do it so I have to keep using my my Nikon, which is actually now completely out of date because now, you, you know, 
it's got a shutter so you can hear you know you can hear the <laughs> well now all the cameras are shutterless so they've got no mirror oh. and from next year at wimbledon you're not allowed to have an old camera because there can't be any noise already at the snooker it's got to be shutterless you hear it like i remember going to f- football training grounds phil you might have done this where and a player you know ball comes to a player he takes a touch it's like <laughs> you know and, it, and yeah. it's, that's great that's part of the atmosphere of every sport bring back it, shutters I, yeah. i'll tell you something i'll tell you something else another of my photographing george stories of course george you were fantastic fainting just a little twitch of the shoulders and everyone next to me and i knew and yeah. i was like it's smug. Only the faint. i was smug thinking ha they didn't know but i knew he was, yeah. that was a little he faint. only jabs every 11 faints <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting all your shutters shutter battery all exactly. no wonder their shutters are all, are all spent he keeps fainting them and we got to say phil you're in the blue first man in the club wearing a proper old george grove saint george grove blue t-shirt and yeah. if though listeners who haven't seen this one it's synonymous with you george wasn't yeah it? The blue. that was that was the og colors mm. for the, the madonna reinvention after <laughs> you know uh <laughs> bandy jack fight but yeah then we moved to black but before then it was sort of a chelsea blue mm. um and phil was kindly repping. i'm rocking it really yeah. Aren't yeah. I mean, yeah. Back. hashtag team saint gg that was when hashtag still were going wasn't exactly it? <laughs> that tells you how old that shirt is like and you know, uh, oh, yes, mean, this is my space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, shout out for my old university lecturer, Jed Novick. Oh yes, good yeah, old Jed, big friend of yours. He is. and he said, and he said he's a legend, by the way. But, but he said that Phil has been around boxing longer than anyone, and he knows everything there is to know about the sport. So go on. Well, no pressure there. No. <laughs> well, how it? I mean, how it all started really was my father. So my father was from the East End, born in 1927. He turned pro at 18 so it was my dad boxing that got him out of the east end got him a few bob and then in the summer he'd fight on the boxing booths which was traveling around the country you know with the fair and there'd be the barker up there who's going to fight these boys and you know the local tough would come up and if you last three rounds you'll get a fiver and while he was boxing he was also doing photographs and when he got his national service he called off national service to germany when he was there the best cameras and they still are now really uh you know likers so when he was there in 48 he kind of swapped all his cigarette ration cards and chocolate because he didn't smoke or eat chocolate he was still boxing and uh, so he swapped them all and got a couple of likers that he brought back to england down his trousers because you weren't allowed to and that's really how he got started taking photographs and he used to cover events when he'd finished boxing the trafalgar square where there were photographers there for all the tourists because of course in those days nobody had a camera so there was the four corners of the square with kind of a gang operating each corner and my dad knew these guys burst and wally dove they were called and they had a corner and these guys they were they could have a row so there was always a bit of trouble. Anyway, so Burton Wally said to Dave, you know, come and work for us. Anyway, in the end, there was such trouble. The police, closed, the council closed them down and made them all apply for a, a license. But of course, it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened because my dad then was sitting, he was sitting on, in a cafe in Park Lane. A bloke came up to him, an American, and said, you know, this shit town, I, I need to fly back to the States. Somewhere. There's nowhere that can do my photo, you know, I can't get my photo done in takes a week anyway my dad knew a way of doing it in 10 minutes then he found a little place knowing that the american embassy was the place to be just around the corner from the embassy but then eventually found a place opposite selfridges in the furriers he had a little storeroom uh, so my dad had this little studio in this storeroom and really the rest is history you know travel got bigger you know lots of americans came over lots of americans put their passports in their back pockets and had them nicked and needed new passports and that's how it all started so when i was 16 
and bunking off school all the time my dad said right that's it you're coming up to work at the studio and that's really Oof. and i never you know so what could i do someone had to go into the family business that got me into photography of course i got the boxing background with my dad you know we watched ali fight and, and everything like that when we were little when we were kids you know we'd all stay up and listen on the radio in those days so we were always involved in boxing and of course i was so busy at work at the studio in those days it was so busy i'd open the door at 7 30 i'd have like 20 passports to copy and like it was non-stop till like 6 30 at night sometimes i wouldn't see daylight I'd be in the dark room all day and uh i didn't have time for kind of do anything else in the evening like go to boxing and then when things got a bit quieter as digital polaroid that all came along and kind of et into our business a bit i had more time to but i used to kind of know mickey campwell ross minto i, I used to see them and say you know come up do your photo and because in those days it was still people couldn't you know you had to know what you were doing you so we're talking like 80s iPhone. about them yeah yeah so you know they i'd say to them come in i'll get you started you know we'll do some cards and that's really how i met george so that's why i'm racking my brain because i remember the first time in Phil's studio and now this 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 will be a shocker for a lot of people so if you've ever walked up and down Oxford Street down the Selfridges end the Marble Arch end and seen a little sign end. that said passport photo and thought who is managing <laughs> to have a passport photo shop on Oxford Street <laughs> It was Phil. So <laughs> this is like I was that man. It was un it's unbelievable. So you you go in, you have a few windy staircase. You get yep. to the top. There's a photo studio there. Um, he's he's moving at a hundred miles an hour. It's like because there's always someone who's got to the top of the stairs. Sometimes it would be an elderly Colombian man who's gasping for breath, or sometimes it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a young boxer who's up there, and then they're admiring the pictures on the wall of all the celebrity who's who who's been in the wall of fame. Which what was, what um, was amazing, Deck, we photographed. I mean, my father, when he started in 53, his first kind of famous celebrity was Errol Flynn. And he kind of pushed the door open, put his hands on his hips, and he said, yep, it's me. There's <laughs> only a Hollywood star. Sounds like George again. There's <laughs> <laughs> only a Hollywood star. And we photographed, I mean, before I was there, we photographed all the, all the Hollywood stars, Charlton Heston, Gregory Peck, all the film directors, you name it. And so it, you were doing not just passport photos in there at this point, you were doing... Mainly passport photos. Okay, so for those These people... people, it was for their passports and visas. And you needed, or if they were American citizens, their passports would run out. Like Muhammad Ali came in one day, June the 30th, 1974, he came in. <laughs> <Not that. laughs> so he came, he'd left, he was flying to Zaire to fight for him and he left his passport in America. So they let him fly. So he got to England and they had to get him up the embassy and um, get a new passport. Luckily, so he one of the most in. recognizable faces in the world at that point. We, so just, like, we did it just spot him. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he didn't need to say. We did. He came all his entourage, um, Gene Kilroy and everyone yeah. was with him. Anyway, he was fantastic. I mean, I was only 17 at the time, but my dad took his photo. He said to my dad, yeah, how many pro fights did you have? I said, hey, you're almost as pretty as me. Yeah. <laughs> Which he said <laughs> to Classic. everyone. But yeah. uh, So good old, yeah, he was fantastic. And he just said, just print off a whole load of photos. He signed them to every, all the customers waiting. Went to the embassy, probably gave them to sign them for it. What, a, I mean, amazing, amazing bloke. But Joe, you know the sweetest thing that was like, as Phil says, he's, he's reading off like, a-lister after A-lister, but his eyes never lit up more than if a 2-0 pro walked yeah. through the door. <laughs> you know and what? He was like, well, is, um, who had the big picture above Martin your Martin Power. Yeah, Martin Power. <laughs> Martin. Oh, well, well he's a good-looking boy, Martin. He is, yeah. Yeah, and he's a lovely... Actually, Pretty I know, them, I knew him before because he's from Camden Town. He's St Pancras. So, so good old Martin. He's a lovely bloke. But um, So is that how you 
met, oh, met no, Phil. I, so how I met George, I went to a press conference because I photographed press conferences as well as ringside. So I went to David Hayes, I think it was against Monte Barrett, mm -hmm. this press conference. Maybe it was at the O2. Anyway, I'd kind of been following George's career because like my father, who was a, a fighter trying to make his own way, he didn't want to get, you know, he was trying to make a, be independent. And what I'd seen of George, he was at Dale Youth, you know, DeGale was the big star, and everyone's saying to me, you know, actually, there's this guy at Dale Youth. Who's the rogue. He's the rogue. Yeah, who is actually better than DeGale, but he's not got the amateur style. You know, DeGale's a Southport. It was in the old days of playing the trombone. So, and I'd seen George had beaten him at Wembley Town Hall in the ABAs. So, at this press conference, there's David Hay up on stage, you know, being the main man, and over against a wall, right in the corner... Just quietly standing there is George. So I went out and said, you know, George, hello. I've been, you know, heard about your career. If you come up to the studio, I gave him my car. I said, come to the studio, we'll do some photos. So George did come up and we took a few photos and we became kind of mates, really. Yeah. Now I'm not going to dispute it because I was definitely at that <laughs> press conference. And I'm sure you were on Phil the undercard, weren't you? Yeah, I was on that yeah. was my debut. So yeah, it was against the Cyril Pashonko. Yeah, Pashonko. Pashonko. Yeah. You remember that? That was your debut and as a photographer's accosting. You must have been buzzing about that, actually. Yeah. No, 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 it was. I mean, it's nice, it's nice to turn pro and at that point, you've got lots of time. And uh, for me, it was like, I'm going to try and put myself out there and talk to everyone. And I ain't got a clue who anyone is anyway. So, and the photographer, like I was just chuffed to bits that the photographer wants to talk to me, let alone anything else. He's having a picture of me. And then he invites me to come to his studio and he said, we'll get some, uh, some little mock-ups. You know what I mean? Just to add, you know, you never know when yeah, you might need them or not. So you can give them out so, to your fans and all that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's, that's a treat. That would have cost me money otherwise. Yeah, give them out to the fans. I've only printed about three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, George went up the stair and he came in a future when he won the Commonwealth belt. And, you know, we became mates. I lived to Gale fight. I was absolute, actually up in the balcony. But then, yeah, so when George phoned me up and said, do you want to come to Manchester and be my photographer? I got a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a T-shirt. No, it was fantastic. I was absolute, what an honour. You were freelance at that point. Yeah, well, I, I always have been. Yeah. yeah, I bet you like that, didn't you? Another rogue. Freelance. Well, Another yeah. rogue, yeah. You see, and that's what I loved about George. He was yeah. independent. And my father tried to be in his boxing career. But well, he wasn't at your standard. But you know, even then, you couldn't. Even then, everyone was controlling. Mm. You know, you work for that promoter, you couldn't work for this promoter. You know, you were still kind of under the cosh a bit, and mm. that's what I admired about George. I mean, it's amazing. You think of the DeGale fight. How old were you? Yeah, twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three, and kind of in control of his own career. I mean, yeah, my kids are twenty five and twenty eight. <laughs> Bloody hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me. But, I mean, it's a. Ma I mean, the maturity George had. For, you know, and this is business and these guys, they don't take prisoners. You know, the bottom line is money. They don't care about, you know, they got another 10 fighters behind you if you lose. But George had the guts. He had that in him to stand up to these people. And it's an amazing quality. So Man Manchester, is this one? is first Froch, yeah, Froch one. Yes. So up until this point, me and Phil, I'd say good friends. And then usually after a significant fight, he'd send me through all the pictures because Phil's at everything. It's brilliant. He'll be there at a media workout. He'd get the shots that yeah, yeah. people are not really interested in. That's why he was just, he's great for boxing because he loves his boxing. He'll be there. He'll get a shot from there, the press conference, um, the weigh-in, and then for the fight, yeah, Manchester. So now I've got, I'm on my own. Now I'm split from sort of Haymaker, which was pretty much Adam Booth who sort of, sort of run run everything. So now I'm on, I'm on my own. And it was only a front. few weeks before the fight, really, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so this happened about about 10 weeks out. But it's like, well, 
I'll do what I like now. This is pretty, pretty, this is going to be all right. And then I messaged Phil saying, do you want to come up? George, of course, hadn't told me what he wanted or anything. Yeah. He just be my door. So I don't know what to do. You know, I'm in the, this apartment with just George and Sophie and they're kind of... <laughs> canoodling. Canoo- well, they are, you know, they're canoodling. It's George's kind of big stage and, you know, and I'm just there kind of snapping. <laughs> with felt- the shutter sound as well. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, they knew when the photos were being taken. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know... Flashing away, and uh, you know, in their intimate moment, I felt like the interloper, and it was funny at Wembley. And he's he thought, doing himself an injustice here. He's gone, <laughs> he's gone like very different from what his like bread and butter is, which is just it's not action shots for the passport <laughs> picture, is it? It's just sit, <laughs> smile, don't smile, stand yeah, still. Yeah. Now he's action shots, right? So, yeah. yeah, I don't remember this bit, but I remember like come up, take pick pictures of what you like. So yeah. he would have he would have spotted a moment, and this is what Phil does really well. I think it's because he's such a big boxing fan. He will spot a moment that he finds really fascinating. You don't even realise it is, and mm. he'll capture it. And then I don't realise it until afterwards, and I get a bunch of pictures back. And it's like if it was planned for and therefore staged, it would it would never have been quite as organic, you know. And then a lot of times, it's, it's pictures. Yeah, they're, they're great for me, but also for the family, you know. So like Sophie will appreciate them pictures more than I will, or my mum and dad, or you yeah. know, just. And I'll tell you, the, members the kids, in, when they grow up, yeah. the kids, they'll be probably laughing at, you know, your yeah. hairstyle or, you know, like, <laughs> like you laugh at your in parents. In the Anderson and, fight. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the um, at the at Wembley, just before the fight, I can't remember who it is, everyone come out of the dressing room, just leave George on his own for a few minutes. So I'm kind of, do I go? Do I stay? Yeah, you know, I'm here, for, I'm here for George. So I stayed and snapped off a few shots as George was kind of pondering. He actually, you know, you'd think he'd kind of be on his knees, kind of praying. And he just was doing exactly the same as when everyone was in the room. Mm. Yeah. Really. You know, you, he was, you know. Usually strutting around. He yeah. was strutting around. Like beating my chest. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah. So it was funny. It was just the, just the same. So I got off a few then, you know, just on his own. Actually, we weren't on our own because who else is in the room? Is the old drug test guy. Mm. Yeah, he won't leave you alone. He won't leave you alone. <laughs> he and won't course, take and photos either. <laughs> when you're taking fo- I don't want to be in any of your photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the drug test guy. Was yeah. you on the bus, Phil? Ah, no, the bus. So, of course, another thing is, George kind of says, come up and take photos, doesn't tell me what to do. So, here we are, it's the ring walk, we're all there, so I'm in front of George, snap, 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 as he's walking down the, you know, the corridor. So, there's the bus. So, I didn't really know, I'd seen the bus in the afternoon, but I didn't really know. And of course, you can't do any, don't take any photos of the bus, it's all top secret. So, you know, we don't want to pre-release anything. <laughs> anyway, so there's the bus. George needs you to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> well, do I get Conductor. on the bus or don't I get on the bus? I mean, it was a split second decision. Did you? I got on the bus, mate. Of course yeah. you got on the bus. <laughs> it was quite a long walk. Another rogue. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was quite a long walk to the, uh, to the ring. So I get on the bus and there's jugglers and fire breathers, you know, all this stuff going. So, you know, and I'm snapping Was there away. someone with like a chainsaw or something? doing like a spark I, th- I think I think they changed I think it's a female who chainsaws her crutch yeah and, and it's like sparks sparky off. yeah I got on the bus got on the top deck got some nice photos and then he's walking along I'm in front of him it was amazing and of course we get to just like the um, the first frotch fight I thought George would kind of he said oh, everything's sorted you know just come along of course when it comes to kind of going ringside oh no your name's not down mate you're up, up in the balcony for the second frotch fight at Wembley I think the uh, the promoters would you know were doing everything to kind of put the boot in for George to go put you at a disadvantage so of course oh no there's no room ringside for you you'll have to go in George's corner (laughs) (laughs) so there I was in George's corner kind of snapping away which is quite good because I had angles that none Mm. of the other photographers had and I've never told you this George the last punch of the fight was right above me and I got it 
but the actual landing of the punch, the rope is in the way. Oh, I didn't see it coming either. <laughs> <laughs> I busted, but don't worry about it. <laughs> so there, so it, and and in a, I thought, you know, the photographer in me thought, damn, I've bloody missed the punch. You know, I got the rope in the way. And then I thought, what would you know? I would yeah, never. What would have, you do with it? Yeah, I would never yeah. have let that photo out. That was George. that's uh, some. I don't know. That's the universe I'd, working. Yeah, it yeah. Is. in in our friendship. I've never. Yeah. I didn't even want you to see been, it back. That yeah. would have been in the private collection. But <laughs> it really would, because you know, at the press conferences, like with with the Gale and everyone, I would because I put the photos out. They go out to a an agency. They go to Rex Shutterstock, kind of a worldwide agency, and uh, so of course, all I get all the photos of George looking good and cool and all smart, and of course, the Gale, you know, <laughs> when it's kind of speaking or kind of pulling a face I, those are the ones I print out so I Classic. always kind of I had it it's those minimal gains isn't yeah it? that's it <laughs> so let, just for the just for the listeners then because I, I know about this because I'm I'm sort of on just behind you most of the time but how does the you mentioned ringside and balcony and stuff how does it work then with photographers accreditation and your actual positioning around the ring so we have Mike Costello in and he's obviously right there but actually you're if you get ringside you're closer oh. the photographer is like you literally are under the ropes well it's fantastic because you can hear what the corner's saying yeah so you can hear how hard the boxer is breathing you can really see his kind of mannerisms you know close up so you're in a very privileged unique position at the big shows now like a matchroom show they'll have mark robinson barley who is the matchroom photographer then they'll have like the recent shows if it's like a top rank show you'd have the top rank photography you have mikey, mikey Williams over. yeah and then you'll have the big guns, you know, you'll have Kevin Quigley from the Mail, you'll yeah. have Dickie Pelham from the Sun, then you've got to have PA, Getty, their agencies, all, the, all yeah. the big agencies, yeah. and you've got to have them. And sometimes if there's room or if they're not interested enough, I might be able to sneak in. Snuck in. And kind of these days with pay-per-view, the pay-per-view have got another camera ringside, they've got someone from somewhere with a kind of iPhone. TikTok. So there's even, so there's kind of now, and then you've got the judge, you've got one of the judges sitting in the middle. So now there's kind of room for about four or five photographers. So that, and that's just one side of the ring. So if anyone, if you look at a you, boxing ring, this one side. Is photographers. Because you can't have, you can't yeah. have you lot all so, the way around. No, so one side's photographers, one side is the promoter. Yeah. And they don't want anyone blocking their, their view. Then you've got the um, border control officials, the third side, and the fourth side you've got all the TV yeah. crew. Yeah. So there's not a lot of room. So otherwise, you'll have to go up in the balcony. And go mm. in the balcony, you need a big lens, sometimes a 600 millimeter lens, and they cost about 15 grand. <laughs> so what I've always wondered with photographers is you can't really be seeing the fight. You can't really be watching the fight or really have a flavor or you can't really be scoring it because you're looking at it through a lens. Or yeah. how, what, what do you feel? It's so you know a lot of the time you want to get that shot you want to get that impact you want to get that knockout shot blood and snot you know lips go in there and noses go in there you want to get that shot so a lot of the time you're just concentrating on that but um when i'm like in grays the other day when i do the report for boxing news you know i'm photographing and you know the knockdown <laughs> Of course, is when I'm wanting to take the most photos, and I've got to remember. Oh, Make it was, a note. Yeah. What, what was it? Left hand, right hand. But of course, good thing about having a camera is you can look back <laughs> through it just to remind yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it is, and I and some fights I will try and I will try and score a, as they go along as well because that's one of my big bugbears about boxing. Everyone's out. Oh, that was a robbery. This was a robbery. I'd I'd say to these people, did you sit down and at the end of every right round, right ten nine or nine ten? You know, did you do no? We asked Michael Stello, who obviously is a commentator on fights, the same question: Can you sort of relay it? And he just says he just goes off 
the repetition of someone's name. If he says someone's name a lot, then it generally uh, he thinks they've won. And I suppose being a photographer, if you're a good photographer and you get every shot, yes. you can flick through and go, yeah. well, he's landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like copy right hands. This, this, uh, yeah. That, that is true, George. But of course, when I'm photographing a, a boxing show, like a small hall show, the uh, the, bo- the winning boxer will usually, you know, buy all his photos off me. Okay. Th- what I need to know then, because I guess these days this is a piece of piss for you. You take your picture, You turn, I've seen you all turn around, plug it in, bump, yeah. you sent yeah. them, they're on a the website already. Yeah. So just talk us through that process, like now, how you get the photos online and out there that quickly. Well, thankfully, boxing, very, very nicely of them, have got three minute rounds and then a minute interval. So you can kind of get your memory card out, stick it into your computer, and then just pick out the ones you want to send, pish, 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 and off they go. And you can do that really in a minute. So... Mm. All the time, you're kind of, it's bloody hard. I mean, it really is hard work. Okay, what about pre-digital and pre-memory cards? Then what, what the hell well, did you do then? In the then, what you had, like the Daily Express, the Mirror, the Mail, they all had motorbike messengers. You had 36 exposure film. When you'd done your 36 exposures, you'd rewind it, take the cassette out, give it to the motorbike messenger, and he would go back to the newspaper. And they had a, you know, they had all their darkroom and everything, and they developed them and print them and block them and put them out that way so it was you didn't get it till the morning yeah would that be so we're talking saturday night fights so as a journalist we're always bang under pressure to get them in the sunday paper because yeah. the deadline's like 10 11 whatever it is so you're either filing on the whistle or it doesn't make addition and nothing gets in the sunday yeah so with the photographs at that back in those days would they get in the sunday paper they in the later editions yeah yeah some saturday shots in the sunday papers yeah yeah. So in the late traditions of the Sunday papers, because in those days, you know, they used to print throughout the night. Mm. That, that's a great way into this question, which I've always wondered is what makes a good shot? Well, I think uh, the picture editor will tell you, you know, they want the story of the fight in that shot. So if it's a blood and guts fight, you want that. You want blood, guts, snot, sweat. I mean, story they, they, of the they, fight. They'll, want, they'll, they'll want the kind of the money shot. Mm. They'll want that bosh. Mm. So say there are five, maybe six photographers, you're the best in your field at the side of the ring will you all get the knockout punch or will it be only one of you what's like the how often does it well miss? You, if if the other kind of five did and you're the one that didn't you'd be <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yes you, you've all got to try you was changing that 30 odd mil <laughs> yeah, well, you know listen i've been at, i've been at kind of press conferences or or at shows you know people are still kind of sending off they're sending off their images and the round start you know they oh just send a couple more round starts bang and the bloke's knocked out and he's missed it like if you missed one would someone ever sort you out and be like okay mate i i know you didn't get that but you can have this and vice I, versa i have yeah i have done that for he was a very he's a very good friend of mine the other day i was looking for george with his four at sheffield i couldn't find you walking up to the photographers with your four fingers up. i couldn't find it anywhere and i phoned lawrence i said lawrence i can't fo- have you got a spare one good old lawrence he, he, he's you know. always got this archive sorted yeah yeah. So he sent me one because I thought, you know, I've got to get things. I try and sort out all your photos, John. I've got a lot. So, uh, <laughs> and of course, the one, the kind of major one that would be on the front of your book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I wanted to know, we're, we're sort of getting towards feature time, but favorite shots you've taken? My number one favorite would be getting the front page of Boxing News. Because to me, Boxing News is still the Bible of boxing. Yeah. So to get the front cover and of course, guess who it was? 
It was George. <laughs> so <laughs> it was George after the first frotch fight, and he was still all bruised and everything. And he came up to the studio with his gloves that he had. They were tied around his neck, and he was looking all kind of bruised and moody and hard done by. Kept that look for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that got front page of the, of the Boxing News, which was to, you know, I can't tell you how proud my parents were. Oh. <laughs> so, and I think other, they used to have shot of the week in Boxing News as well. So, and I got a couple of shots of the week. I got a fantastic one. It was, um, uh, what was his name from Swindon? Wee, Jamie Cox. No, Young. What's his name? Kelvin Young. Kelvin, Kelvin, Kelvin Young. I'm sorry, yeah, mate. No, he no, in slick. Yeah. yeah. So, Kelvin Young. Kelvin, so Kelvin Young. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. He landed an uppercut on Robbins. And I mean, his fate is every. That's, that was a great that's Swindon shot. Bristol for you. Yeah. Do you know what? I've written? There's a great photo of um, Anthony Joshua, and he just beaten Povetkin, I think, at Wembley. And he's sort of turning and looking out to the crowd. And in the crowd is Usyk with his hood up just like staring him down. It's absolutely fucking great. Ooh. This photo is one of my favourite boxing photos. I remember there was a, a series of very good photos when Dillian White knocked out Lucas Brown. And he saw, it was, I, I guess he must have been behind, well, Brown had his back to you lot. White's knocked him out of a left hook and he's sort of spinning and there's sort of sweat everywhere. And it was, that was an incredible photo as well, just because of the angles of it. Mm. There's a picture of, I think it's Vladimir Klitschko punching Samuel Peters. And his glove takes up the whole of his face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like the rest of the, the the skin on his face is wrapping around the glove. It's it's um incredible shot. I, was, I don't know who got it, but uh, whoever got it must have thought, because it's funny yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> gone, that's, that's yeah. a good shot. Do you know what it is, what I find? I think Quigley got this one, Kevin Quigley from the mail. And it would have been the, maybe the second Wilder Fury fight. It was one of the ones where Fury won, not the draw. And he's dropped him. I think it might have been the second fight when he's dropped him in the body shot, the second knockdown. Wilder's kind of on his way down. Obviously, Fury's just hit him. Like the stillness of it. Obviously, it's a photograph, so it's perfectly mm. still. And it's this am amazing fr freeze frame, which you don't, obviously don't get in video because it's just over like that. And in writing, obviously, you're trying to convey it. But in the photo, it's just like this pure stillness between the two boxes. Wilder's on his way down. Fury's obviously just done his thing. The emotion is changing in his head and that's shown on his face. Amazing photo from Quigley, that one. And that, that one sticks out as well. Then there's something about boxing photography. Even football photography, obviously there's it's ubiquitous and probably big money, the same as it is in in sort of written journalism. But football photography is one thing, but boxing and the stillness of it and that moment yeah. in time is there's nothing quite like it. Yeah. Uh should we do what do you reckon? Should we do this feature? Yeah, let's We've do it. We've got a good feature. feature. All right, we'll have a we'll have a break there and then we'll get into it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Do you want to introduce the feature uh, right. or should I? 
I'll, I'll give it a bit of context. So Go on Phil's then. an avid listener. He's a, he's a member of the, the club. He has been for been a while. Being there, got now. the t-shirt. He's here. He's in. So, and he's also a quizzer. Deck. Ooh. He's a very good quizzer. Where'd you quiz? The Prince of Wales in Highgate. It's supposedly the best pub quiz. Well, in the world, who's a regular there is Sean Wallace from The Chase. The Chase. Yes, The Dark Destroyer. Yeah. It's really good. It's hard, but it's really good. Well, we've got a quiz of sorts, haven't we? We've got a quiz. So this is my era, but it might have been before my era, your era as well. Mm. Everyone's familiar with before SpongeBob SquarePants, there was actually an animation that dominated the the ocean scene. (coughs) And it was called Sharky and George. Yeah, the crime busters of the sea. We'll uh, paint the picture. Picture the scene. And what's the jingle? Cue jingle. Sharky and George, the crime busters of the scene. Okay, so George, what's the premise of it? Because this was this was your idea. Picture the scene. Me beat you. Sharky beat George. Dex gonna relay. Well, I'll tell you, of you, Dex. Then what are you gonna do? So what we what we've done is we've got snapshots. You're a photographer, yeah. as we've established. Snapshots from boxing history, iconic ones. Some not so as iconic as the others, as the others. But and I'm gonna tell you, give you some context of this snapshot, and then I'm gonna ask you what's missing. I'm gonna there'll be some blanks, and I'm gonna need you to fill it in. Okay. As you're the guest, Phil, do you want to go first or second? Second. Second. Okay. <laughs> right, George. It's 2018 in a television studio in Los Angeles, and a man wearing a mustachioed hot dog costume is lying on the floor with a broken jaw. Why? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is Deontay Wilder. Was he there to pronounce the weather or something? No, And they said, could you uh, promote a fight? Yeah, promoting the Fury fight. The hot dog man... Asked him to punch him, or someone they, they, suggested it. Deontay Wilder absolutely iced him. Yeah, full blown right hand to the chin. Yeah, and it, it's a bit, it's a bit of like <laughs> foam about an inch wide for protecting don't. him, and he broke his jaw. And he, a Wilder afterwards was like, I, don't, I thought it was going to be more padding or something. But he just cleaned <laughs> him out. One of the hardest punches in history. So yeah, George, one nil, well done. Okay, this one now, this one could be slightly niche, but it's a matchroom show, Phil. Okay, Dublin, 2015. Spike O'Sullivan, everyone loves Spike O'Sullivan, he's just knocked out Anthony Fitzgerald in the first round of their Cork v Dublin grudge match. And he's climbed a corner post to celebrate. But what is currently flying directly towards his head? Bottle of piss? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's worse than a bottle. Have another guess. Well, a chair? I'll give you that. It was a stall, a a full-on wooden stall. When you see it in the photo, he's celebrate. He misses him by an... It would have... Could have killed him. So, yeah, I always remember that one, Spike. So, I'll give you that. I'll give you that chair. Okay, it's it's 2010. George, uh, we're in London. British heavyweight Carl Baker has just weighed in and completed his stare down. Phil's nodding, I reckon he was here. Ah, no, this But he is currently fuming. Who is the opponent and what is the source of his anguish? Chisora and... Chisora always did something. I think he kissed him. Yes. Chisora kissed him right on the lips. Yes. (laughs) He said, I want to make you my girlfriend. I think he went on to stop him the, the night after in the fourth round. Phil, remember Carl that? Carl Baker, he was like 22 stone, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, big boy. Big boy. Yeah, yeah. the Chisora's not, not exactly small. Big old smooch that one. Night, stopped take... him in the fourth, I believe. It was 2-1, George. Good one. This one uh, for you, Phil. Mm. You might have been there, actually. 1957, <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> oh, there yeah, are three that. seconds left of the sixth round, and Floyd Patterson, who himself was flawed in the second, is declared the winner when referee Tommy Loughran waves off the fight. Who is the vanquished opponent and why is he notable? Is it Pete Rademacher? Bosh! 
he had his first pro fight. He won Olympic gold, and his first pro fight was for the world title. Boom. And it was against Floyd Patterson. His debut was the world heavyweight title fight against yeah. Floyd Patterson. First and only time it happened, he got stopped in the sixth, but he floored Patterson in yes. the second. Yeah, yeah. May 2005. Tenth round of a fight at the Mandalay Bay between Diego Corrales and Jose Luis Castillo. The former has just staggered back to his corner to get his mouth guard re reinserted. But who is the man waiting on the canvas and what does he say? That's his trainer. And what does he say? Well, I don't know what he says. Spit it out. Is he talking about his gum shield? Tell him to no, he's, he's, he's spat out. his gum shield out and he's put, it, he's, he's put it back in his mouth. This happened a couple of times. The ref actually pulled him for it. Famous line, one of the most famous corner lines of all time. It wasn't even delivered between rounds. It was during the, during the round. Joe Goosen is the trainer. Joe Goosen. And he's got his shirt on. Yeah. And he says, me. you got to get, get, get fucking inside on him now. And then he does knocks him out a couple of a couple of seconds later. Yeah, yeah. Amazing fight again, listeners. You haven't seen that? You have gotta go and see Diego oh, Corrales, fight, yeah. Jose Luis Castillo, Amazing. and you'll see Goose in there, former trainer of Amir Khan as well. Right, so it's two all. Phil, you can take the lead. I reckon you were hit. You could well have been at this fight. Not 1940, is it? No. <laughs> August 2019, O2 Arena. Ray Martinez has just stopped Charlie Edwards with a body shot in round three. Oh, yes. But who is currently in the ring conducting an interview that will change everything? Suleiman? And, and what is he saying? Yes. Jose Suleiman? What was he no, saying? No, not Jose. Uh, was, Rest sorry, in peace. Yeah, that's how old I am. Yeah. Yeah, Gilberto, what's his name? Maurizio. Maurizio. And what's, yeah. uh, what's he saying? Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> be better can you remember? Can you remember what 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 happened here, and why was Suleiman doing an interview, and what did he say during well, the interview? Well, the, the referee didn't see the knock at the, didn't see the low blow. Very close. Yeah, he hit him, so he stopped. He dropped him when Edwards is on the floor. He's oh, the, whacked him oh, again. That's right, he hits him again. And so, what did Suleiman do in the ring? Well, he can you changed the result. He changed the result. Yeah. He turned it into a no contest. And uh, I got this written down as Varley Edwards, V A R Lee Edwards. That's that's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good pun, <laughs> George. So we all just three two down here it's the Joe Lewis Arena March 2010 it's the 11th round of the Super 6 showdown one man has just slipped on water on the canvas and while he was kneeling the other has clubbed him and been disqualified who were the two men in the picture uh, Andre Durrell boom and Arthur Abraham yes okay here's a bit of a curveball this one September 1996 Mike Tyson versus Bruce Seldon ends in a round at the MGM Grand Garden but this picture takes place out on the strip, just a few blocks from the arena, and involves a high-profile celebrity who has just attended the fight. Who is it? What happened? Is this where Tupac got Tupac? Yeah, Tupac got shot. Outside. Tupac got shot. And I only know because they say he got. Sh I think Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle says he got shot after a Mike Tyson yeah, fight. Yeah, against Bruce Elden. February 1997, the Hilton Hotel in Las Vegas. Lennox Lewis has just regained the world heavyweight title, but who is in the opposite corner and what is he doing? Uh, the, well, it's, he's crying. He's crying. Yeah. And he's an atomic bull. Yeah. What's his name? Oliver McCall. Boom. That's the one. <laughs> Oliver McCall. For That's all. Cockney rhymes. Yeah. For, uh... <laughs> atomic bull, mate. <laughs> okay. To win this, and you, I'm sure you would have been there for this. September 2015, very close to your September 15th. home. Yeah. Vladimir Klitschko is sitting on the top table with Eddie Hearn, Adam Smith and Tyson Fury has just walked in dressed as Batman. What I want to know is partway through the press conference, he dives over the table, knocks all his belts or Vladimir's belts off the table and starts wrestling with someone. Who is it? Is it Huey Fury dressed as... Get this one and you've won the thing. The Riddler, oh Two-Face. Oh my God. How many, how many were there? 
Do you want to nick in here? Go on, Phil. The Joker. Oh, the Joker. Oh, no, oh, no, I thought I'd give you that, Phil. Picture the scene, he's won well, it. I, know, I don't know. Well, we've spared oh, yeah, the give spoils. It a, give it a draw. Shared the spoils. We shared the spoils. Very good knowledge in there, you, you, you two. Very good. Sharky and George, no wonder you're so uh, synonymous more, more with... More 1950s questions would have suited yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's all too recent. The Joker. The Joker. So you've got, obviously, you're boxing through and through, but you're not partial to the odd celebrity. Are you, are you involved in any of these celebrity boxing matches coming up? Are you going to be uh, photographing some I've of these I've not guys? got enough time, really, to do that as well, and I don't think it... I mean, some people think it's good for boxing. For me, it makes a bit of a mockery. When I see how hard you worked at boxing, when I see what my father went through with boxing, it's ridiculous. But I know they're selling 20,000 seats, so people like it. But, you know... I'm a bit old-fashioned. I'm, I'm, I'm more old-fashioned than Colin Hart. So, yeah. so you wouldn't be you wouldn't be starstruck if KSI walked in there. Listen, you know this is the man that photographed Madonna, yeah. George Michael, Muhammad Ali, George Groves. You know I've done them all. I've done them yeah. all in the back of Any my Any starstruck? Dav Tian. That was that yeah. was a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Bowie, was David Bowie up on the wall? As no, well? didn't no, photograph didn't Bowie. Bowie. I've still got a few kind of because now I closed the studio because in June 2019, you know, the embassy had moved to Nine Elms, and I could only afford one staff, so there was just me and Evo. And Evo goes on holiday for two weeks. I'm there for two weeks on my own, you know, every bloody day. So I closed. I knew our time had come. It's been 66 years since my dad opened, and I knew it's time to kind of pack it in. My wife's working, so you know I can indulge myself in all my boxing i sold the lease back to the landlord and and closed the studio but i've still got a few kind of famous people i go to their houses now what's the studio used for now it's now a turkish hairdresser oh so if you need a good hair they yeah. said to me anytime you want to get your hair cut come on in they're very nice people and errol do flynn's you, been do there you take the pictures from go <laughs> up in the barbers <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i want that one yeah <laughs> it was always great when i was a kid they were, they were, they were always about 30 years old the photos all the hairstyles always yeah. really yeah, they need haircuts. Yeah. yeah they've come back in <laughs> yeah matey from arctic monkeys that's his fault <laughs> speaking of arctic monkeys what a segue this is ring walk tune we're not forgetting it today are we yeah no ah now I've been thinking about I used go. to have to sit in George's dressing room and suffer all this kind of young people's music he'd put on. He'd put <laughs> Nothing on. from but the 50s. Yeah. Like. All, all of a sudden, the screaming guitar chords of Jimi Hendrix playing all along the watchtower would come oh. on. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And I used to think, that's a bit of you. something decent. Yeah. This will get him going. <laughs> so that's the tune. That's that is, the... yeah, I think all along the watchtower. And of course, then you used Paint It Black as your ring work. Yeah, that yeah. was a another great, another great song. That was a good I, rebrand, I, I, actually. I, I, don't know, I got, got a good taste in music. Yeah, yeah, you nailed the rebrand with the T-shirts and then the but, tune. But for me, all along the watchtower, hearing Bob that... Dylan track, Dick. Well, <laughs> Dylan wrote it, yeah. Did it, yeah. Oh, Dylan yeah. wrote it. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's a great tune. Get it on the list. Phil, thank you very We've much for coming We've got a club photographer in. officially. Yeah, yeah, we have. I didn't, I didn't yeah. even bring my camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. Don't need it. No shutters allowed in the club, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's too off-putting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, perfect. Thanks, Phil. Beautiful, Phil. Brilliant to see you both. Well, there you go, Dick. There you go. What would you make of that? That was one of my favourites, yeah. Phil Shark knows everything there is to know about boxing. Yeah. And the way he presents it, he's, it's almost like he should be in a profession where presenting things nicely is is what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love how far back the stories go. Yeah. Right away, um, talking about his, his dad, who he, he definitely um, had a massive influence on him. He's a great ambassador for the sport. Fantastic to have him in the club deck. Yeah. 
Well, Deck, as always, yeah. did you know that you can reach us via our socials at GG Boxing Club on Instagram and Twitter? I did know that, yeah. Do you know what else I know? Well, is that you can also reach us via our email address. Emails are still going, if you didn't know. GB Boxing Club at crowdnetwork.co.uk. And if you want another podcast to listen to, you should check out The World According to Tubsy and Hyder. BAFTA winners Tubsy and Hyder sit down each week to talk about all the things in our world, their world, and the world around us. And this one, if you want an extra special one to check out, is the one with Sipa, who you might may know as MC Grinder from the TV show People Just Do Nothing, unbelievable program. Go and check out the podcast when he sits down with Tubsy and Hyder. All you need to do is search for the world according to Tubsy and Hyder right about now. I love MC Grinder. So do I. I wish he liked boxes so we could he get him put, in there. He put Brentford on the map. Yeah, he did. And Brentford, um, That's your I've, I've commuted from Hammersmith to where I live now. I've passed through Brentford. In fact, I think what we should do is, any, this is an open invitation, anyone on that programme with any sort of interest in boxing that they think they could hold a conversation for an hour, come in. Please do. Like any of those boys, get them in. <laughs> Deck, we are back next Wednesday. Mm. And who have we got? Oh my God, next week is a banger. This is one of the ones, this is proper top high-end elite level guestage when we did the initial hit list. These, this man was probably top of it. It's Carl the Cobra Frotch. He's, he's a former opponent, Deck. Is he the first former opponent we've done yeah, in, in the club? Yeah, he's yeah. the first one in. That will be his claim to fame that week. <laughs> Who'll get him in? Uh, I'm excited. I've been on tour with Carl, as I keep talking about. Oh, yeah, you haven't mentioned it. Nailed him down. Killed him with kindness the last... Um, like you did in Manchester in the first round. Yes. So we get him in. He's on the pod. Once, once I've got him out of the way for the pod, then I can destroy him <laughs> on the Frotch Groves tour, season two. I cannot, genuinely cannot wait for this one. Yeah, it's mm. going to be good. It's going to be really See good. See you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.